everybody, it's Lisa, and this is Paddle All the Things, Episode 2. Welcome back, everybody. It's Lisa. I'm a stand-up paddleboarder, outrigger canoeist, surf skier, whitewater sup paddler, sea kayaker, prone paddleboarder, sup surfer. I paddle all the things. And this is episode two of our podcast, and I'm going to give you a walkthrough of my 2008 Honda Element and how it is kitted out for our cross-country trip from Raleigh, North Carolina to Hood River, Oregon. And uh, I'm calling this the West of Westeros trip because for me, it's like Arya Stark driving west or sailing west into uh, parts unknown. I've never been on the road in between Tennessee and Colorado, so I'm, I'm getting my Arya Stark on as uh, I already get ready to leave in the Adventure Toaster, which is my element. Cooper, the dog you hear in the background, doesn't get to go. He's super excited anyway, so I'm going to step outside and walk you through the element. So the first thing you'll notice, and probably the most important thing, really, is the rack system. Um, I have Yakima aftermarket racks with the basic black bar configuration, not the aero bars with the groove in the top. Reason being... The basic bars are cheaper, but more importantly, they're hollow. And that allows me to use the boat loader extension bar, which can be really handy when I'm loading the heavier watercraft that goes on top of the car, uh, namely the Sea Kayaks, because they're kind of heavy. In addition, or sitting on top of the crossbars, I have a Yakima Sup Dog. It's going to be carrying an SIC. 14-foot V1 bullet downwinding sup board and another board up there um, for casual paddling, possibly some whitewater sup or guests. On the driver's side top on the end, I'm running a Yakima Slim Shady awning, which is um, super nice to have coming off the driver's side. Create some shade, create some shelter. And I have borrowed from an REI buddy a Yakima um, through axle fork mount for the bicycle that I'll be carrying up there, which is a Ghost Slammer 6. In the back, if we open up the trunk, the back deck lid here, um, inside I have my makeshift, doing a pinch, sleeping and storage platform. Uh, I am on the waiting list for a custom modular build from Fifth Element in Asheville. If you have not seen their stuff, super, super cool. Um, but while I wait for my number to come up, I've just installed a really simple sleeping platform with some storage, a couple of pieces of plywood that are hinged on the ends 
to allow me to get into the storage bins underneath uh, reinforced with a 2x4 frame and supports. On top of that, I have two trifold futon mattresses that I have managed to cut to size. And that's what I'll be sleeping on for driving purposes and to utilize the top of the sleeping platform for additional storage. I just fold up the trifold foam mattresses and kind of put them off to one side and um, makes it super easy for adding uh, additional, a couple of additional storage bins if I need to. On one side, I've got a Eno hammock gear loft mini hammock. So that can hold clothes or soft things or small things that I don't want to get, um, you know, that I want to have close at hand. I have a rigging of netting on the roof, and that's where I keep my paddles and my fishing gear. And that is ringed by some really cool USB uh, LED lights, which illuminate the entire cabin when they're turned on. And I have all the seats out in the back. So I have um, lots of nooks and crannies for smaller things, thinner things, like my Snow Peak fire pit, which folds up really nicely. So that's going to allow me to have a nice fire in the evenings, to have a cook fire, um, particularly if I'm in places where uh, open burning um, you know, might be a problem. The intent is to camp on public lands as much as possible, state parks, national parks, national forests, BLM land. So I will be paying special attention to any um, fire rules and restrictions. And my preference is to cook with open flame. And I use a firebox stove and a solo stove for that. But I'm also carrying a small Coleman butane stove to burner in the event that there are burning bands along the way um, so that I have a way to cook but not run the risk of starting any sort of um, brush fire because that would be bad. Only you. So says Smokey. The rest of the sleep system is fleshed out with uh, a simple sheet that goes over those futon mattresses followed by an enlightened equipment top quilt and I also have a throw quilt by Nemo equipment that I'll be using. And that should keep me plenty warm because both of those are down, treatable down. Food system, probably the biggest component there is my Dometic 35 freezer. That might be the thing that I'm a little apprehensive about. Um, it's an expensive piece of kit. It will run just fine plugged in to the car when I'm running. But keeping it cool uh, when I'm parked is going to be the challenge. So I do have a 100 watt um, Bouge RV solar panel, which will be attached to the roof. And I'm going to run that into a Goal Zero Yeti 400 
So I should be able to keep the fridge powered up as well as keep power to my other devices. And um, the food should be fine. I think the key to this is, is pre-chilling the Dometic freezer. So I've been doing that for the last two days and the food that goes in just before I leave um, will be pre-cooled, pre-chilled and it'll have a head start. There's a bit of an issue with the cigarette lighter 12 volt plug on the Dometic fitting precisely into the 12 volt jack on the Goal Zero Yeti. I've got a couple of adapters I'm going to try. Push come to shove. I can plug the freezer into the Goal Zero Yeti with um, using the, the AC plug. That's not ideal from everything that I read, but I've got a couple of workarounds. So that's the setup for food. Opted to go that way simply because I don't want to have to be worrying about ice and always having to get ice and having ice take up space in the Yeti cooler. Um, so this just seemed like kind of a smarter, more efficient way to go. I'm going to take a small Yeti flip um, just for backup and to use to thaw things during the day. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Going to be taking lots of Lucy lanterns and Illuminade solar powered um, lanterns. Those are super, super handy. And um, probably the next big thing to talk about is my Lodge cast iron cook it all. If you haven't seen those, they're really amazing. Um, they're heavy though. Weighs 35 pounds, but it's a combination grill plate, wok, and Dutch oven. So you can essentially cook just about anything you would ever need on the cook it all, hence the name cook it all. Clever kidneys. I have made over the fire pizza on that. I have made a cake in it and I've grilled steaks on it. So uh, that's going to be super, super fun. So that is a quick and dirty overview of the main components of the Adventure Toaster. It's not completely loaded up yet. We're going to finish that off today. Load the boards and the paddles and the food in the fridge will be the last thing that goes in. And then we'll be hitting it really early in the morning. Gonna head west to Knoxville, then turn north, make a couple of stops along the way, and see how far we can get before we find a campground. So, tune in for episode three to find out how the first day on the road goes. I'll give a full report of first day in the Adventure Toaster looking to be in Hood River, Oregon in four days. Stay tuned. Thanks for coming along for the ride. See you on the water. Paddle All the Things is a Lisa and Cooper production. 
powered by Podbean, music by Purple Planet Music, and you can follow us on Instagram at Oak City Element or on Facebook at Paddle All the Things. <laughs>